All right, we're starting up. Welcome to the first episode of Words to Love By. Um, today's episode is called Anxiety is the Hallmark of Spiritual Insecurity. What's a, that's a wild ass quote, isn't it? I'm going to take that again. Anxiety is the hallmark of spiritual insecurity. It's a quote um, quotation by Thomas Merton. And um, I found it, I think, two, one and a half years ago. And it's pretty wild. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty wild. So what we're going to do is we're going to deconstruct every part of this quote and we're going to go through it and then we're going to end up with me talking about how I feel and relate to this quotation. And let me just say before we start, because as you heard in my intro, I created this show because I wanted to create something that lovingly and embracingly reminds us to come back home to ourselves. It, it Words to love by comes from the saying and the phrase words to live by. Because in this hustle culture that was pre-pandemic very much alive, we were always told and expected to just always live by something always live by these mantras or these affirmations that you would have to hustle and and just like work through life to get where you were at and i don't believe in that at all i believe that what's important is resting especially for black indigenous people of color we need to rest a lot so um this this is the reason that this is my first episode is because I believe that we all struggle a lot with anxiety. So do I. That's why I brought this subject up. So we're just going to go through everything. And I just want to say that I am not an expert on anything. I need these disclaimers out and ready and going. I don't know what you need to survive. I don't know what you need to thrive um, I'm talking from my vantage point and my point of view. So please, in all my episodes, in all my shows, take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. We have a big, big, big cancel culture and we have a, uh, a readily uh, fight or flight um, reflexes online that makes us um, very politically correct in some good parts and then also very just people project a lot okay they just project their shit a lot and just use discernment i'm not here to give you the truth i'm here to tell you my truth seen from my worldview all right okay <laughs> just so we got that straight and um now i'm going to continue so anxiety is the hallmark of spiritual insecurity by thomas merton i'm going to start with deconstructing Anxiety, that's the first word you hear. So what is anxiety? Generally, anxiety is a word to describe a collection of thoughts and feelings that appear in your body and your mind. It's a symptom of increased insecurities. You know, it, it results in fear, paranoia, fear of loss. Um, it results in instability in your life, instability in your emotional health. 
uh, and in, in a very increased need of reassurance. Like when you have anxiety attack, when you have like high amounts of anxiety in your body, in your mind, you need reassurance. But you're much more than your body and mind. You're so much more than anxiety. You are so much more than all these. You're just so much more than any label or any symptom of something happening in your body that usually derives from something being stuck inside of you and you reacting to that um, stuck feeling. You're just so much more than that, right? But on a plain basic level, anxiety is very overwhelming. It's, for me, it's a knot in my throat, in my stomach. It's my heart starts racing. My mind starts getting restless. Um, I start frantically look around a lot and I can just feel like how my usual calm and grounded energy just gets all the way wired up. Like I'm just on the edge. Uh, and I actually, I actually used to suffer from panic attacks when I was younger. So I would, <laughs> I usually, I was that type of person that would like blow into a, a bag just to like regain a sense of like my breath. It was really bad. Dude, it was fucking bad. But thankfully, it got better. It has advanced. <laughs> so my anxiety hasn't disappeared. I still have anxiety, still struggle with it. But I'm more aware. I'm more aware when it comes, when it starts. Uh, even I even know what can trigger it immediately or if... I just know where it comes from. Um, it doesn't matter if, if anyone says anything. I, I don't take what anyone says personally because I know where it comes from if it creates... A response in me where before it was just worse it was even worse worse because then I was like doing the blame game so I was also blaming people for triggering my anxiety because I was so scared of my anxiety I was so like oh don't wake the monster don't wake the bear how dare you say that to me or how dare you do that to me even though it all really were bound to me being more responsible of my myself and being more aware of my my wounds because I was so unaware of my wounds when I was younger I didn't know why shit triggered me as it did so I was I would, I would also blame other people for I would like call some certain people in my life for my for my anxiety triggers which is first of all super toxic and really really not healthy neither for me or my relationships back then but that was because I didn't know where these triggers came from. Now I know, I know what my core wounds are and it just makes it easier. So that is what anxiety is for me. It's a bodily feeling. It's a mental feeling. It's an emotional state. I'm just insick, like I'm just, you know, it just, it comes from all these feelings at once and, and it just creates paranoia, fear, and just instability, like instability in my emotional health. So anxiety is the hallmark of spiritual insecurity. So we have spiritual before insecurity. What is spirituality? For me personally, spirituality is just, first of all, just as subjective as anxiety. It is subjective. How you experience spirituality as the way you experience anxiety um, and what it derives from for you is is the same it's just subjective um but for me it, it it personally comes from creating a meaning of life for yourself it it comes from wanting to feel connected wanting to have experiences that transcend your trans like transpersonal issues it it, it it's a way of you know 
giving sense to these big questions that we all have that you would have about your identity about your life uh, about creating meaning in your suffering and and instilling some kind of peace into your emotional health into your mind right to to get better emotional health um for me spirituality is just it's it's a like maslow's in maslow's hierarchy look it up google it up it's it's a detrimental need that we all have we all have spiritual needs we all have a need to feel connected in some way or give meaning for some people that looks like a god that looks like allah or the lord or jesus or buddha or or just many gods or one god for some people it looks like no god for some people that looks like energy for some other people that looks like having a spirit team of wolves and and, and vampires and for some other people it just they're they're rationally so gifted they just don't you know they're agnostic or atheist um for some other people that i know that are philosophers by heart and, and very atheistic that, that that believes that there's no meaning with life therefore you have to give meaning to life it's it's really subjective <laughs> like spirituality is really subjective but what's not subjective is that we all have spiritual needs we all have them and we all look it up we all look for answers i for one have had many religious crises spiritual trauma that's for another episode but i've had a lot of these i've yeah another episode but to come back to what i was saying spirituality is just as subjective as anxiety and insecurity which we're going to get to so if you have anxiety is the hallmark of spiritual insecurity of spiritual insecurity then what is insecurity we all have insecurities we all have things that makes us very self-aware um sometimes negatively about ourselves about our self-image about our financial situation about our families kids financial future situation about our partner about our lovers about our friendships about our relationships about the community we're in about our own past about our own future so insecurities can literally if if that's not the most like subjective part of this whole conversation I'm having right now. Insecurity is really anything that makes you feel less self-esteem and more um fear in some way. And there's there's a quote that I want to mention before we start talking about insecurity. It goes like this. Self-compassion is not a way of judging ourselves positively. Self-compassion is a way of relating to ourselves kindly, embracing ourselves flaws and all. Self-compassion is a way of relating to ourselves kindly, embracing ourselves flaws and all. I I absolutely love this quote. Love it because it really breaks up that mechanic um disgusting part of toxic positivity culture where you you know you know growing up I was also told by my mom oh depression you have depression what is that just 
go for a walk, just smile, you know, and then I was just magically cured. We can all relate to being told that we were in a certain thing, that we were denied our truth. We were all, we've all experienced talk, like God bless their heart. I, I also have toxically positive friends. God bless their heart. I understand where it comes from, but toxic, pos toxic positivity usually comes from people who either have the advantage in their life of being able to integrate that, being able to have the opportunity to integrate that knowledge in a way that people with complex PTSD, like myself, like many BIPOCs that I know, Black Indigenous people of color that I know, do not and have not had the ability or the, the, the opportunity to integrate. So, you know, when I hear a quote like this, it just, it breaks that, like I said, mechanic, um, occurrence that happens when 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 people are like just you have to love yourself you have to self-love yourself I'm like you can't you can't what does that even mean like you we can intellectually sit i can intellectually sit here and tell you for 13 minutes now on a podcast what you should do but if you're not ready to integrate that if you, it's not enough to intellectually understand a concept or understand something you have to integrate it into your body and the only way you do that is by slowly healing because healing takes time you're doing it forever you're doing it your whole life and you're taking your time to do it you're taking your time to really 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 integrate um taking better care of yourself taking yourself uh in a position yeah like bringing yourself up in a position in a situation where you're honoring yourself you're honoring yourself with with relating to yourself with acceptance and self-acceptance takes time. You can't just read a book about it and then, you know, just be like, yeah, I read a book. Like, I, and I know that a lot of people do that, especially in the Western world where, where reason-making and, and, and meaning-making is like the, the driving force. You have to make reason and, and meaning behind everything you do. But it, everything just doesn't take the shape and form of always intellectualizing it. You have to give it time. So toxic positivity has this has this weird switch when you listen to someone, like I said, God bless their heart. I have friends that are like that. They just they just don't understand how much people with complex PTSD, we have not even been given the grace. We have not a lot like we are giving ourselves the grace and the the embrace um, slowly later on in our lives when we are more safe when we feel safer that's why usually repressed memories comes up now later in life than earlier when you're in that state of urgency shout out to urgency i fucking hate you urgency fuck we all all my homies hate urgency urgency is the devil feeling you feeling like like hustle culture and feeling like urgency like you have to hurry up for something fuck that i don't know a deadline only deadline i know is death and that's the only truth i don't give a fuck like let me live my life so for me, complex PTSD in my life, in, in my personal experience, has, has made it difficult for me to just understand that, <laughs> you know, it's all in your mindset. No, it's not all in your mindset, especially when your mind, when your beautiful brain um, have been chemically, physically, like neurologically altered because of trauma, because that is what trauma does to you. It changes your brain. So 
This quote, I'm just going to read it again. Self-compassion is a way of relating to ourselves kindly, embracing ourselves, flaws and all. So embracing yourself kindly, relating to yourself kindly. I don't know how that looks like for you. I would love to, if you would tell me, you can find me on Instagram on at Roshad Kart, Q-E-R-T. And just know, no matter how you do it, do it the way it seems, feels, is right for you. There is constantly intellectual think pieces popping up, popping up, popping up on social media about how everything we do is wrong. And if you're easily influenced by the outside world, and if you sometimes struggle with anxiety like I do and let yourself grapple with what you should do, just remember it doesn't look a certain way. Whatever self-compassion looks like for you, that's how it is. And yeah, that is fucking... Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to swear a lot on my show, so I hope it's okay with you, but I get heated, I get passionate. But if that looks like taking baths and scrubbing your feet and putting a bath bomb in and flaring up some lights with some essential oils, or if that looks like going to therapy and body therapy and body STS therapy and doing multiple rounds with multiple therapists and spiritual healing, whatever that looks like for you, you have like, just don't listen to people have people. Have, there's this thing with like, especially spiritual ego, but also just ego. Usually when people have found a way for themselves, they tell other people what to do. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm not, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm here to tell you whatever you do, you will always you will always end up back home. I promise you. You will always end up back home. You, you cannot do right or wrong. It's just not possible. And the reason why I believe that, because in my world, my spirituality, and because I don't have spiritual insecurity, is because I, in my belief system, in my world and in my reality, believe that I am loved. I'm loved by my ancestors. I'm loved by a force I don't know. I feel I am loved by this this unconditional energy somewhere just sending me support and this is why I, if, if I know that I can I'm just doing the best that I can and I'm still loved I know that you listening are too so that's just my view of it but let's go back that was a that was a big ass turn in my uh, in my uh, subject for today all right so anxiety is the hallmark of spiritual insecurity it all comes down to your belief system if 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 we if, if we take one thing out of this quote is what is your belief system what is your spiritual need however that looks like for you whichever belief system that comes from you you have to also um understand it's not all conditioned into um it's not it's really it's really complex right it's really 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 complex and there's so much nuance because our belief system is also intrinsically linked with our personhood um, i grew up in a muslim family so i also thought that my belief system 
me as a woman, me as a Muslim person, me as a being, my whole worth, I thought, was bound into religion. I once thought all these things. And it took me a long time to vomit up and hurl up all that, like trying to understand that there's, there's just, I'm just so much more than my anxiety. I'm just so much more than my body and my mind. So my belief system, I had to deconstruct and dissect and I had to place them in more loving uh, compartmentalizations for myself. So that looked like, no, actually, I believe that my worth is more than, I'm more than a woman. No, actually, I believe I'm more than a Muslim. No, actually, I believe that uh, my beauty isn't based on how I dress. Uh, my worth isn't based on which religion I, like, my, my worth isn't based on, you know, which God I appease or if I appease a God. And I slowly realized the deeper I got into my belief system, the deeper I unraveled this, like, crazy, like, realization about how religion made me do certain steps to realize like to to feel like I was loved like I was good enough like I was loved by a, a higher force whereas spirituality taught me no but how do I like what does that mean to me what did that like what does unconditional love look like for me it made me take ownership it made me um create a tabula rasa a whole new white page about what I wanted to to how in my reality you have to remember everything is subjective take what resonates and leave what doesn't in my head how I feel like in in this reality love and unconditional love and and a higher power and and connectedness to human to humanity looks like for me so by me challenging that and by me really like yeah finding new um spaces for that in my mind i i just it's not easy i'm not saying it's easy but you get to a point where you're not you're just the observer of your of yourself you're just the observer of your anxiety and okay well before we get to that part that was actually a big jump sorry that that is where you end up where i am but in between <laughs> and before we end there that's when you start challenging your wounds right that's where you understand you start understanding all right these insecurities these fears these paranoia this paranoia this this fear that i have this instability where is this coming from it's coming from inside somewhere this anxiety it's always there it's i always has the have this nagging feeling whenever my mom brings up uh juma prayer i always like do you understand what i'm saying like and for some people it goes deeper it goes into how yeah, I get this nagging sense in my stomach when my mom mentions Juma prayer. And then I think about how my mom also would feel lethargic whenever I would look at her and it was about to be Friday. And she just, what did that tell me as a child looking at her being insecure in her faith? What, is, what did that mean to me when I also knew that my mom was treated really badly, for example, by my dad? Do you see how intricate and complex suddenly your insecurities turn out to be? bro we're getting into like attachment trauma we're getting into like generational intergenerational trauma like understanding patterns that your your family went through your mom went through your dad went through like realizing that your anxiety comes from a deeper place it's not just you know religion and your mom mentioning juma prayer it's deeper than that it's deeper than that oh, I'm going to go to the club and the girls are going to be there, but I just don't feel confident in this dress that I bought. Should I go? 
well, if I feel like I'm comparing myself, if I feel like I don't belong in this friend group and I start comparing myself to my friends who, I don't know, I, I in my head, I think that they're actually, they feel like they look the best and I actually put them on, in, on a pedestal and I deny their insecurities. I deny how they must also some days feel like shit like I do. On that day, for example, because we all have fucking bad days. I don't know one bitch who can flatline her whole life. I would wish I had a peaceful flatline life like that, monotonous life like that. That would be amazing, right? But people with CPTSD just don't. So we come from having these bad days where you just start comparing yourself. And that's when you create your own disconnect. That's when you create a disconnect from from your friend group your other friends who you don't know what they're feeling you don't know what they're thinking you don't know what their thoughts were before they went to the club and that's where the the whole like anxiety just takes a whole chokehold on you and you're just like in your head in your stomach you're feeling bad you're replaying replaying old wounds old belief systems that makes you and your negative talk valid in your head all right you know what fuck it i'm not going to the club i'm just staying home because in my mind I was right. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it, it really takes a big amount of, I'm gonna look myself in the mirror and at myself and like understand that shit, a lot of my anxiety comes from that or this wound. And the more awareness you have about that, the more you can understand that in the end, you create your connectedness and your disconnectedness. I hope that makes sense. I just want to thank you for listening today. Um, I'm going to be talking with a guest next uh, on the next show, on the next episode. I'm not going to say who it is, but um, stay tuned in. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I'm sending you love on your journey. And I'm wishing you the best. Whatever you do, whatever you think. Just remember that you have yourself and only yourself at the end of the day. Honor that person. Here are your words to love by. Bye, Roshat.